Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and Master of Physics graduate, Evram Yazgan, is unpacking electron whirlpools. And I am Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who loves a whirlpool but didn't know that electrons do too. Though theoretically predicted, electrons have never been seen flowing in a vortex until now. The electron whirlpool seen by physicists at MIT may have implications for next-generation electronics. Now, Evram, I'm a fluid mechanist, so I've dealt with whirlpools from time to time. But for everyone playing at home, all of our wonderful listeners who didn't make the strange life choices that I did, can you explain a bit about whirlpools? I can give it a go, though I'm sure you would do a better job than I. No, don't be like that. (laughs) (laughs) The way I see it, it's just like when you unplug the bath. So it's Mm -hmm. an experience we've all had. Water particles all want to go down the drain. They all have their own momentum, which wants to push the water in all directions, but the pressure from the surrounding water pushes back into the centre. So that's what creates this vortex forming. Yeah, I think that's very nice. Yeah, essentially it's just swirling fluid, isn't it, really? Exactly. Okay, so I guess the connection here, and I'm going to guess, we've got water that is made up of individual H2O molecules, which can be thought of as individual particles. And then we have electrons that are clearly individual particles. So what's going on here? Why are we only now seeing electron whirlpools? Yeah, so the connection is right. And while it's true, though, that the H2O molecules are individual units of water, the key here is collective behaviour. Yeah, So the collective behaviour we see in whirlpools is because the individual molecules actually influence each other to create the kinds of things we expect in fluid mechanics. And this isn't really seen in electrons because they're just so small. Right. So, I mean, I know very little about electrons. What do we usually see with electrons instead? Normally, when electrons flow in a metal or semiconductor, their path is determined above all by impurities or vibrations in the material. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not due to any collective behaviour where one electron influences another. At the nanometer level, this is what is happening when electrons pass through a copper wire, for example. Okay, so then how can we see that the sort of the classical fluid flow of a whirlpool? Like, how do we see those in electrons? Yeah, the key again is to get rid of these impurities somehow. Right. So it should be apparent, you should be able to see these uh, fluid flows in metals with virtually no impurities. These are known as ultra clean metals. Okay. And you would also need temperatures approaching absolute zero. Right. <laughs> when you have these conditions, which is easier said than done, the quantum effects take over and the electrons begin influencing each other's quantum behaviour. The electrons then begin to move collectively as a kind of viscous, honey-like electron fluid. Okay, that is very cool. But how did I know quantum mechanics would again come in to confuse things for us? Is this what the MIT team did? Pretty much. So the ultra-clean metallic compound they used was tungsten ditelluride. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. They etched in it a path with side chambers for the electrons in the tungsten ditelluride. And they did the same thing on gold flakes to compare the flow in a standard everyday metal like gold (laughs) (laughs) with ordinary electron behavior. 
they then cooled both samples down to four and a half degrees above absolute zero. Okay, so that's fairly darn cold. And then what happened? Did they just kind of release the electrons? <laughs> Pretty much. So they do that by passing a current through both materials. And as expected, the electrons in the gold flakes didn't reverse directions even when they went into the side chambers. Mm-hmm. The electrons in the Tungsten ditelluride, however, flowed through the main channel and then swirled into the side chambers, creating small whirlpools, exactly the same as you would see with water, before then rejoining the central path. I think that is so cool that you end up getting these sort of, yeah, very common things in fluid physics being mimicked in these electrons. Like reverse flow in electrons like that is something that I could never imagine. Obviously, I'm loving this, Evram, but apart from confirming a theory, what does this actually tell us? The scientists think that their findings present opportunities for, for example, engineering low-power devices with less resistance in current flow. Okay, well, very cool. Fluid mechanics and quantum mechanics, best friends forever, is what we've learned today. Thank you so much, Evram, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. wonder how old the earth is and how we know or exactly how popping candy works from listener and cosmos magazine comes huh science explained a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions big and small no lab coats required and we'll do it in 10 minutes or less search huh science explained download the listener app now and listen for free listener